have been looking at these statements of Jesus where Jesus in the Gospel of John seven different times said, I am, and then he gave a metaphor of who he is, who he was. Uh, and, and so we have looked at uh, several of these along this winter slash spring. Uh, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the vine. And uh, today we're on number six, I am the way. Specifically, John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Sometimes there are many ways, right? If, if you tell me where you'd like to end up, I could give you directions going any number of ways. So you plug it in, you, into your uh, Google Maps, right, on your, on your phone. Usually you get at least three different options of how to get somewhere. You could take the quick way. You could take the scenic route. You could avoid tolls. Sometimes the quickest way isn't the shortest way. Uh, at, at, at the top of that app, you can choose uh, which mode of transportation you want to use. You can drive or you can walk or you can bike or you can take the bus. And they give you all usually there's many ways to get somewhere. There are usually many ways to uh, to fix something. I, I think about my my, my car. Uh, I usually opt for the easiest and mo- least expensive way, right? Uh, but but a lot of times you can fix things several different ways. Some mechanics uh, like to try the most expensive way first. I tend to avoid those mechanics, uh, but uh, uh, I like the ones that, that try with the smallest, least expensive fix first and see if that works, and if not, then we can go on to the next, uh, and uh, uh, it, usually there are several different ways to fix something. Many times, there are several ways to, to treat health issues that we might have. Uh, some people swear by certain solutions, right? Starve a fever, feed a cold, or, or is it the other way around? I, I don't know. Uh, you drink some elderberry syrup, and, and you'll get... I, I know someone uh, who literally keeps a... It's about a six-inch bundle of copper wire. And, uh, and when he uh, feels a cold coming on, sticks that up his nose and wipes it around in there. Not to be too gross or anything, but I think it works because he's hardly ever sick. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's many ways of, uh, of doing these things, right? Uh, some, uh, obviously, doctors go to uh, give us treatment options when we're facing medical concerns. Maybe, uh, maybe a, a diagnosis of cancer. Maybe there could be surgery or chemotherapy or radiation or a combination of all of those things. And a lot of times we get uh, second or third or fourth opinions because we want to know all the different ways of getting the results that we'd like to have. There are, there are usually different ways to win a, win, a, win a game. Maybe you've been following the NCAA March Madness basketball tournament. You know that, that, that many unforeseen upsets have taken place because coaches have been successful in implementing different strategies to throw the other team off their game. My coach in high school always lived and died by free throws. I can still hear it echoing in my head. It's not good for anything else but basketball. Free throws, win and lose ball games. Free throws, win and lose ball games. I watched it last night and it wasn't quite the case, right? Because the team that was missing all the free throws ended up winning at the end. But anyway, uh, there, there are usually several ways to succeed in sports to, to win a game. And, and I could go on and on, and probably you're thinking I already have, but uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is that most of the time there really is more than one way to skin a cat. And I don't think we're skinning cats anymore these days, but, but uh, uh, basically there, there's a lot of options. And 
We, uh, we, we have a lot of choices, and we can choose between a lot of different options that we feel are best suited to the outcome that we like. Whether our health or sports or repairs or travel or a whole host of other things, we're used to many different ways. We like options. We like being able to choose for ourselves between the options. There are usually a lot of different ways to get things done. And so it might seem rather narrow-minded for Jesus to say, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The whole pa- I think we need to read the whole passage. John chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through 7, uh, uh, it, it starts out this way. Jesus sitting there with his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled, You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the place, the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, the the setting for this is much the same as uh, uh, when Jesus uttered the the phrase from last week, uh, I am the vine. Uh, Jesus is is talking to his disciples. They're in the upper room. It's just uh, hours before he's betrayed. Uh, they, they have this last supper together, right? And, and they, they, uh, they, Jesus is talking to them. Uh, it's, it's before they went out to the garden and, and Judas uh, kissed Jesus and betrayed him and, and all those events from that, from that evening. So Jesus is telling uh, his disciples right there some, some last minute information. He wants to make sure that, 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 that they get it. So he told them that he was leaving, and that threw them all off, and, and, and they wanted to know uh, they, not only where he was going, they wanted to go with him and, uh, and wherever he was going, and, and they, they, uh, they had been doing that for the last three and a half years, so why would this be any different? You're going somewhere, we're going to go with you, because that's, that's what we do, that's, that's who we are, that's, 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 this is how we've been living life. They wanted to know where he was going, and they wanted to know how to get there. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in that phrase, we hear what some would maybe consider to be one of the most controversial statements that Jesus ever made. Into our world of options and choices and many ways to skin a cat, Jesus said there's only one way to get to God, and it's through him alone. Now, that shouldn't be anything new to you if you've been in on any or, or uh, most of these uh, sermons in this series. We've been telling you for, for weeks that, that in all of these I am statements, they're, they're pretty exclusive. Jesus didn't say that he was one of the lights of the world. He didn't say that he was one of many gates. He didn't say that there were several decent shepherds to choose from, and he was just one of them. He said he's the one and only, and, and here he spells it out in, in plain terms. Again, I am the way. No one gets to the Father any other way. It's, it's significant that, that after Jesus was, was raised from the dead and, and ascended into heaven, the church, the, the movement of his followers, uh, was actually called, they called themselves the way. 
I don't know if you knew that or not. They, uh, they were known in the community, before they were ever known as Christians or, or the church, they were known as followers of the way. Uh, Acts uh, chapter, chapter 9, uh, chapter 19, 22, 24, uh, it, it spells this out six different times. We, we see that they were called the way. This was this, was this movement was called, the, uh, this term that Jesus used that night right before his crucifixion, it, it stuck. He is... He, he, it was, it was what it meant to them to, it was foundational to what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. He is, he is the way. There is no other way. And into this culture of choices and options and being able to decide for ourselves, that sounds exclusive and snobbish and arrogant and narrow-minded, and I guess it would be if there actually were other ways to get to God. But there aren't. It's very popular these days to to lump all religions together, right? To, to say that, that uh, well, at their core, all religions really go to the same pl- place. They're different paths heading to the same destination, right? I mean, we use different words and, and different uh, uh, rituals and those kinds, of, but we're really all just on this, in the same boat. Of course, there is some common ground between many of the world's religions, particularly concerning basic values and morality, but... <laughs> There are some significant and, and I would say, irreconcilable differences between these belief systems, and especially as they relate to Christianity. Christianity says there is one eternal God who has created the universe. Hinduism says that everything is God. Uh, you're God, I'm God, God's probably in this table. Uh, Islam denies Jesus was God or that he died for our sins. Buddha may not have even believed in God. Uh, there, there are some big distinctions that, that can't be reconciled. It's not just different paths to the same end. Every other religion except Christianity is based on people doing things to somehow earn the favor of their God. They, they say that uh, maybe, maybe they use a, a uh, prayer wheel or they go on pilgrimages or they give alms to the poor or they avoid eat certain, eating certain foods or, or do, they have to do a number of, of good works or pray in a specified way or, or uh, uh, go through a series of reincarnation. I, those, those are all attempts to reach out to God. Christianity says that God has already reached out to us in Jesus Christ. Christianity says that it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And it's not from ourselves. It's a gift from God. It's not by works, so no one can boast. It's grace. It's unearned favor. It's not a series of works to to try and be good enough to get on God's good side. Life with God is a gift. Quite a distinction. Some some have said that other religions are spelled D-O. Right, because they teach people that uh, that you have to do a bunch of religious rituals in order to please God. But Christianity is spelled D O N E because Jesus has already done it all through His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection. Uh, the, what what we celebrate, what we'll be celebrating together next Sunday morning, we simply accept. And believe. So, 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 so all religions are not the same. And, and while other religious leaders can offer wise sayings and maybe even some helpful insights, only Jesus Christ is qualified to offer himself as payment for our sin. No other religious leader has even pretended to be able to do that. Christianity is different from these other religions. There are not many ways to get to God. There's just one, and Jesus is the way. That's not arrogant. It's just the truth. 
maybe we could look at it this way. Suppose I had a, uh, I went to the doctor because I had a sharp uh, pain in my right side, right about here, and they determined that it was appendicitis and that my appendix had almost certainly ruptured it. If, if it hadn't, it, uh, it would at any time. They, they would immediately inform me that I needed to have uh, a surgery, uh, have an appendectomy, get that thing taken out and cleaned up and, and, uh, and, and do all that, and, uh, and I'd be good to go. Now, now I could suggest other treatments. I don't want to have surgery. I think I'm just going to ignore this and all will be well. Or, or you know what, I'll, I'll take a few ibuprofen and uh, call it a day. That'll kind of numb the pain and everything will be good. Uh, take some antacids and that'll kind of help it, help it not be flaring up so much. Uh, I mean, if all else fails, just put some ice on it, right? I mean, I'll just, just, uh, just put some ice. And, and I could try all that, but none of those treatments would actually solve the problem. And you'd be looking for a new pastor. So uh, it would be arrogant and narrow-minded for, it would not be arrogant or narrow-minded for the doctor to say there's only one way to solve this problem because that is the only way to solve the problem. That's, that's the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, not to be narrow-minded or arrogant, but simply because it's the truth. He even said it there, I am the way and the truth. Truth rests in Christ now, to me, as I think about it, and maybe you'll come along with me and think about it this way too, it, it, it kind of seems like uh, many other religions are actually, uh, could be considered more, uh, more uh, exclusive and, and maybe arrogant than followers of, of Jesus. Let's, let's suppose that there are two country clubs, and the first one only admits people who have earned the membership. To get in, you have to pay uh, a certain amount or fulfill certain requirements, you know, live in a certain place, uh, uh, pass a bunch of uh, tests. Uh, despite their best efforts, lots of people just don't make it into the club because they can't pass the requirements. But the second country club says that anybody who wants to uh, can, can come in and join because the membership fee has already been paid. Regardless of, uh, of race or gender or social status or pedigree or, or anything else, anyone is welcome to join. Entry isn't based on qualifications, but simply by accepting the offer to join. So which of those two clubs would we describe as snobbish or arrogant or exclusive? Sounds like the first one. It's, it, there's so many hurdles and requirements in, in order to come uh, before you can be a part of it. And, and that sounds a lot like all those religions that require people to work their way to God. Of course, the, the second club is a lot like what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. It's an offer for everyone. You're only excluded if you don't accept it. The only reason that Jesus says that he is the way is because he is. <laughs> and he wants you, he wants everyone to be included. As, as Peter said, just a few weeks later, after, after Jesus had, had uh, uh, talked with them and then walked through all of the, the, uh, the, the events of, of his crucifixion and resurrection, and, and, and they, they went through those, uh, those weeks, and then uh, on the day of Pentecost, just uh, uh, six, six or so weeks later, Peter's preaching in, in uh, uh, actually it's a little bit later than that, but Acts chapter 4, verse 12, uh, Peter says, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That's the truth, and it leads to life. We've already seen several times in this series that Jesus brings abundant life. Uh, 
eternal life, uh, better than we could imagine life. He is the way, it's the truth, and it leads to the best life possible. Life with God now and for all eternity. It's not exclusive, it's just that nothing and no one else will get you there. It's just the way it is. So Jesus is the way, he is the way, he's the only way, but what is he the way to? What or who or, or where is Jesus the way to? I'm sure there's so many, so many problems with the grammar of that sentence. We can go back and, and uh, figure that out. But uh, Jesus is not really leading us to a place, but a person, right? It's God the Father is the destination. Jesus was, was, was heading back to the Father. He says, uh, tells his disciples there in that upper room. He promised the disciples that he was preparing a place for them and for us. And, and he said that no one else could, could get to the Father, get, get us to the Father, except, uh, except if we go through him. So, so life with God is the destination. Uh, getting to, having a relationship with God the Father. We seem to have turned religion, I think, into a journey to heaven. And I, I, hang with me here, but if I, if I say the right prayer and if I walk through the right rituals and, and I'm a dis- decent human being, then maybe I can punch my ticket to the Heaven Express and I get to go there when I die. We've turned the gospel into a fire insurance policy, a way to escape hell, but it's so much more than that, right? When, when Jesus came to bring us, uh, what Jesus came to bring us is so much more than a religion. In, in religion, we do certain things and we follow certain rituals, thinking if we just do this and say that and attend that and, and, and do all that, then, then we're covered, right? That kind of uh, practice of religion seems almost superstitious, really. Uh, it, it's almost the same thing as if I wear my lucky shirt, my team will win, or if I uh, walk under a ladder, I'm going to have bad luck, or if I carry my lucky charm, then I'm going to have good luck. Uh, following Jesus isn't about superstitious religious activity. It's personal. It's, it's intimate. When Jesus says that he is the way to the Father, he's describing a relationship not a religion. Jesus didn't submit himself to becoming a baby, growing up and and living a life confined to this planet, obeying his father even to the point of excruciating death on a cross and overcoming the grave so that you could walk through a few rituals every week and barely squeeze your way into heaven. It's it's not, not the point. That's not the gospel, the, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to make a way for us to experience abundant life, not only in eternity, but even now. You can, be, uh, uh, you can have your sins forgiven. You can have a relationship with God. You can be rightly related to the God of the universe. You can be adopted into his family and call him Father. He loves you more than you'll ever know. There's so much deeper and richer uh, and, and fuller than, than just a get-out-of-hell-free card, right? You can, you can know love, peace, and grace and have eternal hope. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. As the angels proclaimed on the night of Jesus' birth, this is good news of great joy for all people. What was the good news? That there's a new religion? (laughs) No, that's not it at all. That a person, Jesus, God's son, has come to make a way for us to experience life with God. It's a relationship with God the Father brings abundant life.
if our destination was a place, there might be many ways to get there. Google Maps could give us several alternatives. Maybe we could even take the bus. But our true destination is a person, God the Father. And there's only one way, one gracious, amazingly generous, life-giving way to experience an eternal relationship with him. And, And that's through Jesus, his son. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him.